0: Hello there, and welcome once again to Insight Peterborough. I'm Devin Wilkins. So, did you have a good Canada day? I certainly hope so. I spent it with a friend, and uh, we had a great time. So good that I stayed overnight, and, uh, and we went shopping the next day. <laughs> Uh, and uh, if there are any Americans that happen to be listening, happy July 4th. I hope you had a good Independence Day. Insight Peterborough, by the way, is a project of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind, otherwise known as the CCB. And we're here uh, every week on uh, Trent Radio and uh, then the program eventually gets turned into a podcast, which you can download, by the way, at https colon slash slash insightpeterborough.ptbopodcasters.ca I don't know what I would do without... Uh, the Peterborough Independent podcasters, Pip, because uh, they make it possible for me to upload things uh, onto various uh, podcast sites that I have with them. So, if you're interested in podcasting, I would suggest that you uh, give them a real uh, Pip a really good look. This is the first Monday in July, and uh, we have our monthly get-together with Kim. And then, because the new transit system is actually active now, I thought I'd repeat that interview that we did a couple of weeks ago with Laurie Stratton and um, who is the manager of Peterborough Transit, and her two planners, and uh, and then at the end of the program, I want to talk to you about a, a special that I would like your help with, if you are a uh, proponent of medical and medicinal marijuana and uh, or if you are not i would like to hear from you and i will speak more to you about that later first let's get underway with our monthly segment called get together with kim Well, hello there, Kim. How are you uh, managing in this heat?
1: Yes, it's very hot, and um, I guess we're lucky to have air conditioning. And I don't know. I kind of wish that if we were going to have a pandemic where we had to be locked inside, that it started earlier in the winter and (laughs) yeah, yes, finished when the weather got nice. That's true. Anyway, we can't control that.
0: Unfortunately, not. No. Anyway, this time we're going to be talking about FaceTime. And I remember um, back in the winter, I was going to do an interview with somebody, and she said to me, well, why don't we use FaceTime? And I said, because I don't know how how to use it. (laughs) So can you explain what FaceTime is to begin with?
1: First of all, FaceTime is only available for iPhones because it is an Apple um, Apple product or Apple app. Uh-huh. Does... Uh... So if you have Android, you could use, you know, you could probably use Skype or um, Google, I think it's called Google, just of Google Hangouts, but I think they call it Meet. Or, there's a few things that they have, but We'll talk about FaceTime. So FaceTime is only on your iPhone, and it's already on your iPhone when you or iDevice. So it could be an iPad if you have an iPad, if you have an iPod Touch, um, it will be on there. Or if you have a Mac computer, it will also be on there. Okay. But it has to be on the Apple products. So it's already listed in your apps when you get a device, and it's called FaceTime. Um, so, what it has two uh, components. It has FaceTime video, which means you could do a video call to someone, so they could they could see you. And if you can see at all, you could see them. Um, it's one of those ones like like Skype or those ones Zoom, even where you can walk around and show people things. Mm-hmm. So I do I do know there are blind people who will do a FaceTime video call um, when they're shopping or when they're looking at something with family members, like if they need a family member to identify something for them, they'd rather not do one of the specialized video calls, but they really want um, a family member to tell them something. So, for example, once I was shopping um, for a relative of ours, and I didn't know whether they would like this color of this thing that I found or the style of it or yeah. And so I, I think time my mom. Oh yeah. She knows them too and I, I showed her on the video. I said, Do you think I was in the store? Do you think this would be good? Yeah. And she said, Yes, but I would do they have other colours and then I said okay and I asked them or I moved the camera. She said, Oh I think the yeah, the blue one maybe they look like that or yeah, so it can be very good for those kind of things if you are blind. Yes. Um and it, it is a family member so if you trust them not like getting a volunteer to look at something for you or if you trust their clothes sense or you know if you um, want them to look at something that you're holding like your prescription your medication or something you know something where you may not want someone you don't know to do uh, you can do a FaceTime video call for them right um, there's also FaceTime audio so I tend to use that unless I'm talking to a sighted person. So FaceTime audio is just the audio of a call. So it's just like a phone call. But it's over your internet or your data, I guess, if you're not on Wi-Fi. So you're not using minutes. So if you have a cell plan that only involves a certain number of minutes or doesn't involve minutes outside of Canada, you can do a FaceTime call to, to someone and it won't use up minutes. It's, but it will use up data if you're not on Wi-Fi, but otherwise it'll just be a Wi-Fi, a Wi-Fi call or a um, Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, connection. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing to remember, though, if you do a FaceTime video, it is going to be more data. So if you're out, that time I was out with my mom, I only did it for, you know, a minute or something to show her. So it is going to be more data because video obviously takes up more data. Right. I do find the FaceTime video call is a bit more choppy too because it it does take up more of your Wi-Fi data or Wi-Fi to your Wi-Fi speed. Uh So, again, I find I I tend to use FaceTime audio.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So you can open up the app and you can get into uh, the app and play play around in there a bit. It's going to show you, um, you know, you can do settings like oh, only FaceTime audio unless you turn your video on or things like that you can do. Okay. Um, but also when you're in the contact, someone's contact on your iPhone, one of the things you can do where it'll say send message or, you know, it'll say FaceTime FaceTime call it kind of knows who has an iDevice. I guess and it'll know that that person. You can do a FaceTime with them. So um, you can just double tap on that, uh, and you can FaceTime call them. So that's one way. Okay. If you if you get a message, if I got a message from you, like a text message from you from your iPhone, I can go. If you look in your messages app, at the top of the messages app. Um, when I'm in a message from you, there's something that says info. And if I tap on that or tap on your name, it gives me options as to what I can do. And one of the things I could do would be to FaceTime call you.
0: Okay. So,
1: uh, so it's pretty it's pretty straightforward to use. Um, and it, it, it's handy to use for the reasons, you know, that I said. And the audio quality is pretty good. Uh, you can do a group time um, with more than one person if you want to. Uh, that I find a little more fiddly to do uh, just because you have to call one and then another one and do that. But I have heard, although I haven't tried it, if you set up a group text, so say there were three of us uh, and we did a, a group text, I could say to, to that the group. I want to FaceTime everybody in the group, and it's supposed to connect like the three of you together.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I haven't really done that, but I have heard on AppleBits there's a podcast uh, or there's a podcast about that on AppleBits.com. Uh, Thomas Donville does it. Tells you how to do a FaceTime call from a group group text. And so I haven't done that, but uh, definitely. Uh, it's a really good thing to know how to do and yeah. to do. Um, it's always nice to have all these different tools in your in your toolbox. You know, FaceTime and and various things, Zoom, as we said, and yeah, messaging and mail and phoning and all of that. Great. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one to know how to use. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can record. I don't think it can record from within. Like Zoom, you can record um, in the app if you have a paid account. But I don't think, I don't know that you can do that with Facebook. No. So, but it is it is a very handy app to use, and it's it's already built in, so you don't even have to go and find it. Okay. Just find it, find it on in your on your iDevice. And
0: so now I have a question. Uh, being a ham radio operator, when I want to talk to somebody at a certain time, we have to make an appointment, you know, like a schedule, we call it a sked, to uh, chat at, uh, say, 11 o'clock. On FaceTime, do you have to notify the person in advance that you want to talk to them at a certain time?
1: You don't have to because it'll ring. It'll make a, a ringtone almost oh. like your phone is ringing, but it's it's actually a different ringtone than your like your phone ringtone. I think it's, it's and it'll say FaceTime audio from Devin. But I usually do because unless unless I'm out and I'm stuck like that time, I thought oh I'll just try my mom and see. But often if we're gonna set up a FaceTime, especially now during the you know, when we were locked down, we would FaceTime with relatives or somebody. You know, we would maybe text them and say, you want me to FaceTime you at this time or sometime this afternoon or something? And then maybe a group, like if there were um, a bunch of people in one house and a bunch of people in another house, they could, you know, be together and talk to each other in a yeah. room like that. So I have done that. You don't have to set it up that way, but sometimes I'll... If I think if I do want to Facetime someone, I may I may say, oh, are you okay? Like I'm gonna, are you around? I'm gonna maybe Facetime you, or or I, I might have a few things for you to look at. So to me, that's an easy way because if I text them, then I already have the, their contact there, and I can just tap on it and Facetime them if it's okay. So, but you don't have to. It's not like the ham stuff where you know, they have to be sitting in front of their radio because if they have their phone with them, um, it'll ring for that. Oh, yeah. But you won't get a message um, at the end. So if you try to FaceTime me and I don't answer, it'll just say after a while, um, like it'll hang up itself and say FaceTime declined or something not available, Uh I can't remember. But so it's not like if you left me a voicemail on my phone, it's not like that where you you can't actually uh, you can't leave a can't voicemail. Leave a message. I don't. I don't think so. No. So okay. um, But in the in the notifications on my phone, I would see that so and so tried to Facetime me, and then I could you know double tap on that, and it would open the app automatically and Facetime them back. So it's It's not hard to use it. Yeah. uh, At all, really. So it would be something to explore to try it out with someone. um, We did it once when a relative was in hospital. And um, another relative of ours uh, couldn't travel to see them. This was before the pandemic, but still they couldn't uh, physically travel, but they wanted to sort of see them and say hi. So we met, we did have. Wi-Fi there and we did FaceTime and they said, oh, you look good and, you know, like they were happy to you know, have contacted someone so we, we did use it for that so that was also an, an, a nice way to uh, to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I know someone that was blind that moved somewhere and was showing their family, you know, their apartment Oh, yes. And kind of said what do you think about this furniture, or what should I put? How does this look? You know, sometimes you move in a new place and you want someone sighted to take a peek at it, but they weren't living close. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah, with your window is facing the, you know, such and such a thing. So you might need some curtains, like right away, or you know, whatever. Yeah. If people will tell you stuff that you don't, you don't know. Right. Move in somewhere, or what? Or what if say there was a really bad. Like, I don't know, a graffiti, or there was something, you know, something weird in there, or, yeah. I don't know, it's just good, good to uh, get someone to take a look that you trust, maybe. Yes. Um, so they, they did that, and they were talking about, oh, you're going to get light in here, so you could put plants there, you know, like they were just giving them some, some uh, tips about where above their place and Yeah. That was yeah, it's kind of it's kinda of good. That way, so I guess you walk around with your phone and, and point it at things. I don't know. I haven't I haven't done it like for a for a place but especially um a woman was telling me she moved just before the lockdown came. Uh-huh. So originally her family was gonna come and assist her with, you know, some of those little things like that. You know, yeah. figuring out things and But she ended up just walking around her condo with FaceTime with her her kids and saying, okay, what's this here, the garbage room? Because she was going to get an orientation mobility, too, and when you can't, like when we were locked down, like she just moved before it started and had to find ways to kind of say, okay, in the garbage room or in the you know, is there recycling and what's this here? And, you know, like it's hard. So it was a really good way for her to be in contact with her family and they could see, you know, she could hold her phone and they could see and they could tell her. Yeah. This is where your mailbox, your mailbox is, yeah, it's the third one down. You can mark it. You know, all of these things we have to do when we move somewhere. Right. That if there's no one sighted around you that you... No, and everyone was locked down so she couldn't even really ask people that were in the hallway or right. whatever. You know, so she said, Oh, I was using that all the time to, to kind of connect with people and get some help figuring these things out.
0: Now if oh, I wanted to the to, breakway. Yeah. If I wanted to uh, FaceTime you, if I for example, if I didn't have you in in my contacts already on my cell phone, um if you were not there, could I still FaceTime you?
1: No. Well, if I if I texted you, and even if I wasn't in your contacts but I texted you, you know, with my cell number, you could FaceTime me then. Oh, yeah. But uh, you would need to have them, you know, in your contacts to do it, I think. Unless they texted you and you said, Can I FaceTime you at this, this number? Because it has to be, like whatever is attached to your iPhone. So your your email address that's connected to your iPhone, it could be that, um, like connected to your Apple ID yeah. through that or your phone, but you just need to know um, first that they have an iPhone but also um, have something to tap on. So I think if you tapped on my name in an email address, if that's connected to my FaceTime, it would give you the option to FaceTime me. Um. But uh, you you need to have some way of, I don't, that's a good question. I wonder if you could put the person's number in. I, I'll have to try that before next time. <laughs> like if I knew that your iPhone number, if I just typed it in in FaceTime, I'm not, I wonder, I don't know that. Okay. Have to, I'd have to try that out and see.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think uh, those are all the questions I have about Facetime. Okay. Um, any idea of what you might like to talk about in August?
2: Well, uh,
1: is there a, are there any burning questions? I know Facetime was a big one for you. Do yes. you have any any burning questions for August?
0: Not at the moment, but uh, we can arrange that in the meantime and. It will be a surprise for people. And
1: if any of your listeners have something you'd like us to go through, you know, feel free to tell Devin and and, uh, we can talk about that because, you know, that's another thing too. That if people would like to know something, how to do something or about something, what it is, you can do
0: that. Just email me at insightpeterborough at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, we can do it that way. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thanks very much, Kim. Really appreciate this. And uh, have a good uh, July, and we'll talk to you next month. Sounds good. So, yes, as Kim and I were mentioning, if you have any suggestions for a future segment with Kim, by all means, email me at insightpeterborough at gmail.com. That's insightpeterborough at gmail.com, and we'll get it on and have the discussion that you would like us to have. I also meant to mention that if you're looking for more information about vision loss, or blindness, or whatever, by all means, you can contact the local chapter of the CCB by sending an email to ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. That's ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. I mentioned a little bit earlier that we'd be replaying The interview that I did with Transit Manager Laurie Stratton—Stratton, sorry, Laurie, Laurie Stratton—and her uh, planning staff members, Jennifer and and, Trevor—and we'll do that. My thinking is that now that you've had a week on the new transit routes, you may like to hear, again, uh, where the roots go and that sort of thing. So I thought we'd uh, give you that chance. Actually, it was a listener that suggested it, so always willing to oblige. I thought that would be a good idea. And then if you have any other information that you want to pass along, either or against the uh, new routing that um, Peterborough Transit has put into use now, you can let me know and maybe we'll just uh, string those comments together and play them as a, a segment in uh, a future episode of Insight Peterborough so just let me know meanwhile Let's have a listen again to the interview with Peterborough Transit Manager Laurie Stratton and her two planning staff members, Jennifer and Trevor. And uh, hopefully the new system will make a little more sense to you now. Well, first of all, hi to all three of you and welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Devin. We're really happy to be here with you. So, I understand that big changes are coming to Peterborough Transit. Are these uh, changes uh, going to be the permanent changes that you've been sort of talking about for the last little while?
2: No, they're not, Devin, actually. We don't have a timeline for the changes because, of course, in the current health crisis and as we look to the reopening and recovery of the community and the province, we don't have timelines on that. These adjustments are specifically designed to alleviate some concerns, some extreme concerns to protect the public health and safety as well as that of our employees through that period.
0: Okay, now um, before we get talking about possible route changes, is the bus ride going to be a little uh, different than it usually is?
2: So if you're talking about uh, fare and how we board the bus and that, yeah, yes, absolutely. Things will be a little bit different for folks after a while. We're going to start the service on June eighth, seven, and we will be uh, continuing with rear-door boarding and no fare collection as we're installing uh, protective barriers around our driver's cab area. And of course we don't want to return to their uh, collection until we can do so safely. Uh, Our customers can expect to see our drivers wearing um, mask, screens and gloves, particularly when boarding and ensuring accessibility
0: customers. Okay, don't wander too uh, far away from the phone.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry about that, Devin. Um, So, Our customers can also expect to see uh, our drivers wearing uh, masks, gloves, and face shields, particularly when securing and boarding and securing our accessibility customers. Um, We have some expectations for the public when they're traveling, of course, as well, which is really on a focus for keeping each other safe and well. Um, We know that physical distancing is a challenge on public transit. We're asking that if people are not well, that they don't use public transit. Uh, And we do strongly recommend that people follow public health directives to wear masks um, and put those on before they board. We do understand um, and ask for everyone's patience. There are people who cannot wear masks for a variety of reasons, and we want to be respectful of, of all of our customers equally. We're going to ask as we roll out of the boarding that people sit in designated seats and they stay seated while the bus is in motion Uh, and to stay behind um, the red line that's on the floor of the bus to allow a safe physical distance between customers and our drivers. Uh, We recommend strongly as with public health echoing that, you know, people should be carrying hand sanitizer, using that before and after uh, traveling on public transit, lots of hand washing um, our accessible services do have hand sanitizer available uh, on board. Our, on board that particular service, and we're going to continue our enhanced and improved cleaning of buses.
0: Okay. Um, will the uh, handy van? Um, I've noticed lately, for example, that if you call the handy van number, you can't uh, get anyone directly. Is that going to? change or revert to back to the normal number that we call
2: uh, so uh, we we will still be having um, several points of contact for, for handy down when messages need to be what messages do need to be left and we do appreciate people's patience with that we still are under unusual working times to keep our, our employees safe which is so important to us however the main line will be open It is diverted to uh, our on-duty schedulers and customer service uh, folks. So, again, we're going to have to work through this with a little bit of patience. I I think that all depends on time of day when when people are calling in that they may be having to leave a message.
0: Ah, I see. Okay. So what can you tell us about the changes in the the routes? I, I understand, for example, that not all buses will be leaving from the bus terminal.
2: No, so these are significant uh, changes in terms of our routes, and they were all for the purpose. Well, so the good news, lots of changes, but these changes will allow us to do the one thing we know we must do um, after keeping the public health and safety, after protecting the public's health and safety, which is we have to go back to our regular hours of service. Businesses are opening, the economy is reopening, and we need to be there with more people moving around the city. So the the new route structure will allow us to do that. We have limited buses, we have a limited number of drivers, and so when you have limited resources, you just have to try to optimize those. Um, We are going from 17 routes that currently, I would say, pour in and out of the terminal with people getting on and off buses waiting for more buses, waiting for transfers, sometimes for 40, 45 minutes. Um, we're going down to only four buses going directly into the terminal, four routes, and one route on Simcoe Street. So this will really uh, help us with alleviating um, the concern for congestion and inability to physically distance at
0: the terminal. Okay. And what routes are going to go into the terminal? So I'm going to hand that over to the planning team, Devin, so that they can talk about what those look like, and they'll also talk about uh, perhaps the fact that in in addition
2: to those routes, the, we're increasing from one to three community bus routes. Uh-huh. So really vital, really vital to our seniors and to our um, accessibility community. So I'll, I'll put that over to Trevor and Jennifer to talk about it.
0: All right. So, sorry,
2: but.
3: Know the four routes that are going
0: into the terminal? Yeah, Jennifer, if I could, sure.
3: So that's the number two, Shemong, the number four, Weller, the number five, the Parkway, and number six, Sherbrooke, and as well the Technology Drive bus
2: will also be. In the terminal.
0: Okay. Now I'm not familiar with that last term that you said, technology.
3: Technology drive bus. So that's a bus that we run three trips in the morning and three trips in the afternoon.
0: I see. Okay. Um. Uh, now, all are all the other routes? Uh, how how are they working? Uh, like. So.
3: I can go through them if you
0: want. Yeah, that would be good.
3: So there's a number three park, uh, and it travels from Trent University in the north end down to Summit Plaza, which is the plaza that has Canadian Tire and Sobeys between Lansdowne and Consilla, and then back up to, to Trent. So it's through the north end down Park Street, and then over to Summit Plaza and back. Okay. Um, So I've done two, three, I listed four, five, six, so seven, uh, 7A and 7B. So that route travels between Trent East Bank and Fleming College, and it is on the east side of the city, uh, traveling north,
0: Okay. Um, are there uh, are maps going to be available for people to figure out where they're supposed to be going?
3: Yeah. So the way people can figure out, uh, you know, what buses they will need to use to get where they need to go, uh, we have our maps available on our website. There's a static map. There's an interactive map where you can click on stops and find information. Uh, that's uh, that's the Great resources to be able to go online. You can view and print the timetables. I know our GIS mapping department is looking to load up individual maps as well uh, because I know sometimes it's a bit overwhelming for people to look at the whole map. Some people only make use of, of one route. And then people are welcome to email us via the website. There's a couple of spots for feedback there. Uh, You can call in and ask questions of our administrative and dispatch staff. Uh, We also have uh, customer service ambassadors on the platform at the terminal. That started a couple days ago. So if people want to come down to the terminal and ask questions, uh, they're welcome to to do that as well.
0: Okay.
2: Or call in. Did I mention call in? They can also call in.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Good.
2: And uh, just in addition to that, yes, is a little bit of uh, something for folks to look for at the beginning of the uh, next week. We will be having a roving info bus, which will travel around to some of our key locations, Walmart, Lansdowne Place. We'll be having one of our driver trainers and one of our customer service folks out there to engage with people at stops to let them know uh, how things will be changing as well. And a couple of other notes on our communication demo, because I know that's going to be really important. We do know that there is going to be some frustration and some confusion during the first few weeks. Yeah. But right now ridership is lower. And so this gives us a really good opportunity to be flexible, to take feedback, um, and sort of to learn the system together, to learn to navigate the system together. We are working on having the Google Transit app. The data has been provided uh, to Google and we're in the testing phase. If it doesn't launch on the day of the service Will launch shortly thereafter, and that'll be in ex- This is a global tool that that uh, transit users uh, um, use to, to navigate their way around all sorts of cities around the world. Okay. and it's a good precursor to when we get our real time app as well. Uh, so look for look for more news about that. And I also want to note um, that we will our drivers are out actually doing videos of the routes and of the transfer locations and those are going to be posted online for people to sort of experience the journey. And we're doing customer guides which will include turn-by-turn navigation, maps of all the routes, key locations served by each route, timetables and transfer locations and they're going to be distributed to community groups. We have have a a good solid list of that, um, both accessibility Um, schools, uh, all those different community groups that we work with, uh, so closely, Trent, Fleming. Um, And they will include a link to the web page where the information is accessible and mobile-friendly. And given that these are not typical circumstances, we're also working to have our mail-out information in accessible format, so this is going to take a little bit of time. And again, we appreciate people's patience when we try to launch all this.
0: And will all the transfer locations be accessible?
4: All the key transfer all the key transfer locations are accessible uh, there are a- podcast download okay. completed.
0: Sorry, can we just start that again uh, Trevor your answer? Okay, that's great. Now can we talk a little bit about the community buses, uh, what routes they're going to take and what times?
4: Okay. And then it will sort of go back towards uh, the Talwood, Talwood Court area. Then after it serves that, it will head up to the hospital. After it goes to the hospital, it will go to the uh, Adonix Loop again. So it's another bus going into the Adonix Loop.
0: This is good. Okay. if uh, someone is trying to get on any of your buses and they need a little bit of assistance, is that still going to be available from the driver, you know, like trying to find a seat or getting uh, tied down for people who use wheelchairs?
3: In terms of uh, securing mobility devices, that hasn't changed.
0: Okay, terrific.
2: Devin yeah, I do think it's important to, to upfront to say that so the customer experience um, is going to be different in a couple of of new ways. Uh, the first will be that some people will notice that they have to travel a little bit further to get to their spot. The the end result of having Travel for some people is 100 or a couple hundred meters, so about the length of the terminal once or twice. Um, but it seems far when it's something new. So, what that allowed us to do was straighten out the roof and reduce overall travel time. So, the majority of people were able to travel a little bit faster and spend less time on that bus where we know that physical distancing is a problem. Uh, one of the other things that so will experience that's new is on street transfers. So people are used to the flood in and out of the terminal where they wait, where they have no room to move around. Uh, on street transfers may mean that through July and August, as we don't have, um, we're not re- you know, we're recovering in terms of ridership. Yeah. We don't have all the frequencies, so it'll mean a little bit of trip planning, which will be new. Um, and it may mean a little bit of waiting street side, which will be new. We try to, to um, use as many of our shelters as possible for people so while they're waiting. Um, but we, we also encourage and, and, and suggest that it's an opportunity to control their physical environment street side, despite the short wait, that it then been, been down here at the terminal. So those will be two new experiences for people. Um, okay. It's a very styled transit for people who've traveled in Burlington, Hamilton, Toronto, uh, Oshawa, the across durham region. It's a fairly typical way of doing things. But but we know, that again, there'll be a little bit of confusion, a little bit of frustration, why am I standing on the side of the street waiting? Mm-hmm. But the experience is really no different from what they had in
0: Okay. Is there anything else that I should be touching on? We have which I I need you to speak up a little bit. People that are wanting to uh, phone in with with questions, do you suggest that they phone in or, or ask the drivers?
3: the top of their head like they do right now, uh, so probably the best ways are to call in um, or to send an email in via the website and that way we can, we can email people back, um, or to come on down to the terminal and speak to a customer ambassador rep that is on the platform um, to provide information as well, those are probably the, the best ways. We do anticipate a larger number of phone calls initially. Uh, with people asking questions uh, to make sure that they they know where they're going and when they need to be there to catch the bus and how transfers work. Um, Some people probably will end up changing, you know, maybe some shopping habits if they desire, if they have a a new route coming through their neighbourhood. You know, maybe then rather than going to the no-frills, which is going to be a transfer, uh, maybe they will stay on the same bus and go to, say, Freshco to shop instead. Um, I think that there will be good opportunities for people to, to have choices in, in where they would like to go um, so yes calling in through the website um, initially that's going to take the drivers probably not too long probably they're not prof- too long but they they're professional drivers I know that you know pretty soon they're gonna they're gonna know oh this bus is here at this time and they'll be able to, to uh, assist customers. You know, if you get off the bus and you cross this intersection and you wait at that stop there in this many minutes, the, the next bus will be coming south here to, to pick you up and that's the bus you want to be on. So, Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: now, can you give me the website to begin with and, and also the phone number that people should be calling?
3: Yep, yeah, so it's peterborough.ca okay. slash transit. It's the city's website and it's our transit page on that website.
0: Right,
2: okay.
3: I'm, I'm sure if people just Google Peterborough Transit as well, it will, will come up. Um, and the phone number is 705 745 0525.
0: Okay, all right, terrific.
3: I can also give you the email address. Oh, yes,
0: that would be good.
3: So it's transit operations. Okay. At peterborough.ca
0: All right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, uh, all of you, for answering my uh, questions. And I'm sure that uh, people listening might have more questions about specific routes that they'll be taking. So I'm sure you'll be hearing from them.
2: Forward to that. We look forward to that, Devin. Like we say, we know that there's going to be some frustration and confusion, but but we we are we are very proud of the efforts of this team. I'm very proud of the efforts of this team to come up with a solution that allows us to deliver a sustainable and safe service for the community during this time.
0: Okay, that's that's great. Well, thanks again. And uh Any time that you want any further announcements made or whatever, if you uh, keep my uh, contact information on file, um, I'll uh, do my best to uh, give you some assistance there. That's wonderful. Thank
2: you so much for the support, Devin. We really continue to appreciate this partnership.
0: So don't forget to let me know if you want to be heard expressing your opinion, either for or against the new changes in the Peterborough transit routes, and we'll put that together as uh, all of your comments together as a segment and play it right here and make sure that Peterborough transit gets a chance to hear what you have to say. And now this other little project that I thought and hoped that you might be able to help me with. Since cannabis was legalized back in 2017, October 17th, 2017 to be exact, I've been trying to find someone to talk to me about medical or medicinal marijuana or the medical use of cannabis. And I cannot find anybody who will do that. So, I thought that the best people to chat with about that are people who either have tried cannabis for their various ailments, or... Maybe you've tried it and you haven't been satisfied. I'm doing a series of uh, interviews lasting five to ten minutes, and uh, I'd like to turn it into a one-hour special about the medicinal use of cannabis. So if you'd like to have your say... Once again, email me at insightpeterborough at gmail.com. That's insightpeterborough at gmail.com. And we'll make arrangements to get together either by phone or in person. I won't ask your last name or even whether you live in Peterborough or not. I will just make sure I have your first name so that I can tell people who we're talking to, and then you and I can talk about your situation and and your history of using medicinal marijuana or cannabis. So uh, that will be played at some point in the future. I don't know just when. For now, though... Thanks very much for joining me, and I hope you'll join me again uh, next week for another episode of Insight Peterborough. Until then, thanks so much for listening. Have yourself a wonderful week, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now.